Listener-supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news. This is the Midday Moments program. Hi, Gary Duncan here with you on this Friday afternoon. It's time now for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of uh, Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon, Matt. How are you today? Doing well, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Last week, our readings, uh, that is, for the week was... uh, Deuteronomy 16 to 26, at the beginning of that reading, observing the Passover, the month of Aviv, and also Festival of Weeks. I think that was seven weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Festival of Tabernacle, which was seven days. And then we also heard more laws about how to live in the land that the Lord has given the people of that time. And that also includes uh, laws and rules on going to war. So, uh, first of all, I want to ask about, is there anything to the seven weeks and seven days? Uh, The number seven, I guess. And then the other would be, what do you want to highlight for the week? Yeah, boy, Gary, there's, like you said, a lot of rules, a lot of regulations here in these verses. And they're all for the good of the people. Uh, Yeah, the number seven, boy, that pops up a bunch of times in the scriptures. Days of creation, of course, on that seventh day, the Lord rests and he makes it holy. Um, We see the number seven come up a number of times in the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. So throughout the scriptures, you see that. And the number seven and number four, perfection. Uh, and uh, a number that certainly is special. Um, and here uh, it's used for that, like you said, that Feast of Weeks, uh, that seven weeks. We even see that a little bit with the uh, year of Jubilee, that 50th year. It's kind of seven times seven. It's 49. And then that 50th year is a special year. So the seventh year is a, a Sabbath year, too. So the, the number seven, you're right. It comes up quite a bit here in this number of perfection and, and really a number of rest, I think, in many respects that they have rest at the end of creation for God. And then that time of rest that he sets up for his people as a Sabbath year and a Jubilee year uh, on that 50th year as well, following those 49 years. So that, right. that is interesting how that, that shows up again and again. Mm-hmm. And I think all of these different festivals too really serve to remind the people of the work of the Lord, how God has been at work in their lives, especially the Passover we think of, right? That's not just a one-time event. When they shed the blood of the sheep, and remember, they put it on the door frames of their houses, and the angel of death passed over Mm -hmm. their doors, right? Uh, The blood saved them. That wasn't just a one-time event. They're called to do that annually as an annual remembrance of how the Lord delivered them. And then to be able to retell that to their family, to their children, to the next generation uh, of how God saved them, that act of salvation. And of course, the Passover is what Jesus was celebrating uh, the night he was betrayed and when right. he institutes the Lord's Supper, that Maundy Thursday. And the Jews continue to observe the Passover each year as well. Yeah, that's right. Even today, they still observe. It's still a very holy day. And it's a, it's a day for us Christians too. Um, right. I, we have that deeper meaning, of course, to know the fulfillment of the Passover lamb was with Jesus Christ, the lamb who shed his blood for the sins of the whole world. And because of his blood, that angel of death, so to speak, it passes over us that we don't suffer the effects of sin. The wages of sin is death, uh, but that gift is that eternal life that we have in Christ Jesus. Right. So, yeah, I think uh, some things to be learned from those festivals, for sure. And I, I think that's kind of neat how they're teaching tools. And hopefully we take those same type of opportunities as Christians, too, that we would use things like the Passover, Monday, Thursday, different annual observances on things like Christmas, 
and Easter to, to teach our children uh, to go to worship together, to gather as a family, to use that as an opportunity to to pass on the faith and why it is that we gather, why it is that we celebrate. I think that's a great thing. I guess the one thing, since you brought it up, Gary, that, that I'd like to comment on was at the end of our reading, uh, chapter 26, uh, there it talks about the first fruits and the tithes of the people. So again, they're about to enter in the promised land. Uh, they've been anticipating this for some 40 plus years, and they finally get there. And then God calls them to do something. He says, the first of all the fruit of the ground in chapter 26, which you harvest from the land and that that the Lord has given you, you shall then put in a basket. And then it goes on to explain how this is given as an offering to the Lord and, and even given in service to the Levites, the priests. But I think that's kind of cool that the first fruits of the land, it doesn't belong to the people. It belongs to the Lord and they're to offer it to the Lord. So it's that reminder to the people that this land that they've been brought to is a gift from God. It's all his doing and to give him thanks and praise. And for that thanksgiving to not be an afterthought, but to truly be the first fruits of what the land produces. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we can learn from that too, certainly in terms of our stewardship. Sometimes we use that word stewardship, that everything that we have from God, everything is a gift. Everything's a gift. Everything that we have is from God and it's a gift from God. And it's still his, even though it's in our possession, we don't own it. We don't own it. We just steward it. We just manage it. And so to use the gifts from him to his glory and to his praise. Um, I, I remember this. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Shenandoah, Gary? Do you remember that with Jimmy Stewart? Yeah, that's a really good movie. I I like that. I haven't seen it in a long time, yeah, but yeah, I, I uh, like it too. Go off to the Civil War, right? Yeah, yeah. I always there's okay. this there's this one scene in the movie where they're gathered around um, the dinner table, and uh, he, you know he's he's a single the, the the wife has passed away, so he's uh, he's a single dad, and they're they're gathered around the table, and and it's time to pray, it's time to give grace, and you know in honor of his 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 wife has passed away he's going to lead prayer still kind of begrudgingly and his prayer is a terrible one he says something like you know lord we we proud we plowed this land we planted this land we harvested the land um we are the ones who prepared the food that's before us but we thank you just the same Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember that <laughs> and, and the whole point is um that's sometimes our attitude we think that yeah. uh, we've done it all we're the ones who, who went to work who earned the paycheck who bought the food at the store who uh cooked the turkey for thanksgiving but lord i guess we'll thank you just the same Amen. We'll just thank you anyway yeah it's uh, kind of, yeah <laughs> and we think well you know we really did the work but here in deuteronomy 26 <laughs> it's telling us just the opposite right yeah that, by making the first First offerings yes. and the first fruit, you're praising God first for what he's given you. Exactly, Gary. Exactly. An acknowledgement that this isn't from ourselves. It's from the Lord, this land of promise that he's given to the Israelites. But, but for us today, too, right, that uh, all that we have is a gift from him. And when we give of our first fruits and our tithes and offerings and worship uh, and in other ways, too, we're acknowledging this is all from God. 
This is all from the Lord. And now we just care for it. We're stewards of it. We manage what's been entrusted to us. Uh, So a good reminder, I think, there uh, during this Thanksgiving time of year here in Deuteronomy chapter 26. As Jimmy Stewart said, though, can't I get any credit for it at all? (laughs) (laughs) Can I? (laughs) Look what we've done. As as much as we went to. No, I mean, 100% from the Lord. I mean, he's the one who gave us life and breath. He's the one who gives us the gifts and the abilities that we have to work. He's the one who's called us to different vocations. I mean, it is all his beginning to end. And I have to remind myself of it, Gary, because it's so easy to let pride creep up. Uh, yeah. Or self ideas of self sufficiency that we really don't need God all that much, but no, it's it's a hundred percent Him, and to recognize that and to give Him thanks and praise for it. It sure is. Would you like to lead us in a prayer? Sure. Uh, Heavenly Father, during this time of giving thanks, help us to acknowledge uh, just that, that everything is a gift from you, that we praise you, the one from whom all blessings flow. Please help us to be faithful stewards and managers of what you first entrusted to us, that we may use all things to your honor and glory and for the sake of our neighbor. Uh, We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much. You bet, Gary. So next week we've got uh, Deuteronomy chapters 27 through 32. So a little lighter reading, a fewer chapters. They're a little longer. I've looked ahead, uh, but we invite our listeners as always to read along with us in chapters 27 through 32. I look forward to talking to you about that next week. All right. Thanks, Gary. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org. Our talk programs, including this segment, available as podcast wherever you get your podcast, or you could go to our webpage as well at KFUO.org.